Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. You're going to hear conversations from health professionals from around the world. We discuss mindset, diet, exercise, and the latest in health technology. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I have special guest in the building, Ruby Ali with Simple Supercharged. How are you doing? I'm doing good, uh, Coach Corey. Uh, how are you today? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I don't. So you know, I'm in I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, and yesterday we we had a hurricane like winds here. Oh, geez. just. Just crazy. I mean, just ruin things. People are still out of power at their homes. Um, But I say I'm grateful because one, my home was not affected. I had energy, every I had power, you know, everything. The only thing was affected was like a a statue in my yard, but that's replaceable. But you know, it puts it puts things in perspective of like life because there are people who are living without power right now. So it kind of puts puts things into perspective. So I am, I'm very grateful. Um, I'm excited that I have Wi-Fi and I can do this podcast and we can, you know, we can, uh, you know, continue to, to grow. So, but how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, and speaking of hurricane, we actually had one just last week and it was supposed to be a storm and it turned into category one and we lost power for like almost about an entire day. So Ooh. actually you know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was not expected, but thanks God uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. It was slight damage here and there, trees falling, branches, but nothing, nothing insane. Thanks God. Everything was okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you're safe. Ruby, for the people that may be listening that don't know you, uh, if you can just kind of, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, um, how you got started and what you do, we can just kind of go into the conversation from there. Okay. Sounds great. So uh, hello, everyone. My name is Ruby Alley. I am a a functional registered dietitian, means I follow functional medicine protocols, and I'm also a coach. So I do multiple things. And it's uh, because my journey started at a younger age with a lot of health issues that I had and a lot of trauma that I endured. And then as as I grew older, I started kind of getting into health stuff or it was, you know, always around somehow because either one family member or the next was dying of some sort of either heart disease or, or a kidney problem. So it kind of just really took a lot of my attention, but then I also suffered with a lot of issues and gut health was one of the things that I struggled with most of my life. And so after studying about it and learning about it, I realized how much it actually impacts every other health aspect of your uh, of the human body, at least, uh, so to speak. So that is how I got started and got into spe- especially more into gut health. Right. So you you come you're coming from a personal personal place when it comes to when it comes to gut health. Yes, definitely. My last podcast that I did with with a dentist and she even brought up the fact that she brought up the fact of, of gut health and making sure your gut health was in check because so, 
it helps with your teeth. And I was just, it was just very interesting to me. Like, wow, like your gut is in control of a lot of things. Who would have thought that making sure your gut was in check would help with your gums and, and your, your teeth, your oral health? Exactly. And that's actually funny because just yesterday I was reading something and and I was like, oh, you know, it, it was I'm not specifically remembering exactly what it was, but it was relating to gut. if you, you know, if you have a lot of gut issues going on, you know, make sure you check your teeth, you know, what's going on in there. Because I know in Chinese medicine, each tooth is actually related to a different meridian in the body. So that also makes a big difference. But mouth is the first area where digestive system, your tract starts, right? So everything that enters your mouth is going to ultimately obviously affect everything and it goes through your gut so of course it's you know i wouldn't be surprised that it's so connected because of that yeah i mean that, that's crazy you know when when you um when you're working with a client what are some of the reasons that someone's coming to you you know would, is it, would it be because of anxiety or weight loss like what is the typical type of client that that you you're helping with with gut health so i think my typical is not typical because a lot of times people don't know that gut health is the problem so like you know somebody that comes to me with either fibromyalgia or heart disease would not even think about gut health like they don't even give that a second thought but that's really the first place I start because, you know, 70% of our immune system is in the gut. So, you know, when it comes to inflammation, either that has to do with heart disease, which a lot of those clients that come with heart disease have high inflammation in the body as well. And they actually have a lot of digestive system, but they just think it's like a normal part that, oh, you take... You take uh, acid reflux uh, medication and you're okay, but they have a lot of other issues and symptoms. And so they don't realize that or someone with fibromyalgia that, you know, they have pain in, in their body all over. And, you know, inflammation is in your big indicator. You know, you start with the gut. You have to first heal the gut before you move on because everything that enters your body has to go through the gut and that goes to your entire body circulates to, into every cell. So that's like the first first plan <laughs> for healing anyone on any journey. First check the gut. Right. So so when you say check the gut, are we looking at like maybe, you know, cuz when I when I think about checking the gut, I'm thinking about okay, what are my food choices? Like what am I what am I putting in my stomach? Checking there. So like, you know, when you when you say checking the gut, what does that mean? So by checking the gut, I mean, it's always, if you have any health issues, I generally recommend that you get a test done to see if you either have food allergies or sensitivities. What I specifically do is a functional medicine. It's a, it's a comprehensive uh, gut test. It's a stool test and it kind of checks all the fungi, bacteria, viruses, and different species of bacteria. If you have, you know, what's, if you have the good amount of the healthy one versus the unhealthy, like what's the balance in the gut? And then you, from there you go and you kind of create a plan of what you need to remove in order to get rid of or drastically decrease the unhealthy bacteria species. And then you 
promote what you need to like either by food or by probiotics or by uh, herbs and supplements what you need to do in order to enhance the gut with the uh, the gut flora and say and so use that as uh, the gut flora to kind of balance everything out okay gotcha gotcha you know right now ruby we are in a you know is a time of stress and anxiety i mean for for a lot of people and you know as i was you know researching you know preparing for our talk today i found something i found the article from harvard university talking about gut brain connection and something really stuck out to me and i would love to get your thoughts on what your process is and how you you know what would you do for this i want to get your your professional opinion so they said you know a troubled intestine can send signals to the brain just as a troubled brain can send signals to the gut. And I was like, okay, it, that, that makes, that makes, it, it makes sense. It's something you don't think about, but it makes sense. What do you suggest someone who's dealing with anxiety and, you know, mental health right now when they're trying to maybe recharge or just, just get back into the swing of, of life again, I guess, trying to try to get past this whole COVID-19 situation or at least deal with it better. And they've tried everything, but they haven't tried their, their gut. You know what I mean? Like, so first, first, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, that, that gut brain connection and, you know, what are some of your practices and the, some of the things that you do to kind of get through some of the, the hard times? Sure. That's actually a wonderful question because, as you said, a lot of people are experiencing that right now. And I absolutely agree with the gut-brain connection. You know, we have this vagus nerve that kind of sends signal to our brain. And every that vagus nerve is known as the wanderer nerve. You know, we don't exactly know all everything about it yet but it actually sends signal as well uh, through the nervous system obviously the signals are sent to the brain but then there's a lot of research that shows that bacteria talk in a specific way to each other as well so they also specifically send out different different signals that also affect the brain and then we have to remember that 90% of serotonin, which is the feel-good go uh, neurotransmitter, it's actually produced in the gut. And that is dependent on the type of species of bacteria that you have in your gut. And it's definitely affected by stress. And so when we're looking at stress, you know, kind of let's go into the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. So when we're stressed in old times, it was like, you know, we saw a tiger and we have to run away from a tiger. It's like a life and death situation and you have, you're in the fight or flight mode. So during that phase, the entire body kind of puts everything else on hold. So the direction is now, so even if you just ate food, the blood is withdrawn from that area and it's now into your, in, into kind of the peripheral area of your body where now it needs to attend to this fight or flight and you need energy. So you need to produce that fast energy to deal with this. So when we're stressed, we cannot digest our food because the blood is not there. Digestion takes a lot of energy in order for it to process all the food, which affects the enzymes that you're producing, which affects the hydrochloric acid, which is 
determines the pH of your stomach. If the pH is not low enough, means acidic enough, then your food doesn't get digested properly, which harbors more unhealthy bacteria because they thrive on a on a alkaline environment. So if it's not acidic enough for them to you know, proliferate, then it would, it will not, it will help them grow and it will not help you digest food and therefore create even more dysbiosis. There's actually many studies that also talk talk about emotions. So let's say you're angry at someone or something that happened. I mean, this time I'm sure a lot of people are angry with what's going on and that alone can affect your immune system and suppress it for about six hours. That alone just tells you how emotions play such a big role in how we feel. So fear and anger, you know, in, I also include a lot of Chinese and Indian, Indian, uh, Ayurvedic medicine, so to say. And so in that, they have also that different organs carry different emotions. And so those play a big role as well. And most people have a lot of, you know, we don't all follow our intuition most of the time because our decisions right. are based decisions. We do, out, we, we actually make decisions based on our, our basic needs, like, you know, what's safe versus we're going to do this because we we have the strong inner intuition to do it. We don't. And that's related to that solar plexus, which is known as the third center, energy center in your body. And in ancient uh, Vedic science, you know, you can use yoga. Yoga is one of the best things you can do is to just have that energy movement because we are energy beings. And so that makes a big difference, too. So just there's so many, there are multiple things that can play a role, you know, between stress and all these emotions, which affects your hormones that are producing because emotion is energy in motion and therefore affects your bacteria instantly. The minute you're stressed, you can affect your bacteria and change what's going on inside there. And even if you've eaten, you know, one bad food, let's say you're like, oh, I want a cake and you have a cake. But it's not the fact that you ate a cake that really would not always, you know, affect your gut, but it's more what comes after. It's the big feeling of guilt that comes after it that, oh, my God, I ate ate this cake and I'm not happy about myself. And that area is, you know, it's all about self-confidence and it's (laughs) being you and we kind of suppress feelings. This has been shown in, in studies, you know, that feelings and suppressing feelings it's it's just not a way to create health it it's kind of like you're hoarding it all in there (laughs) you gotta kind of let it go you gotta deal with it and you gotta let it go i mean that makes sense there's there's something i want to say this point real quick to to what you said and then i want to ask a question about something you said earlier but um it makes exactly the exact sense what you said i mean i had a patient in my office she doesn't feel like she can vent to anyone and her family. So after she's vented in my office about whatever her struggle is with her diet, uh, you know, we're, we're working on a lot. It's just, it's, you know, she has a team with, with her as myself. She's a therapist, you know, she has, you know, a diabetes educator. She has a team that's really been encouraging. And when she's been able to connect with either one of us, you can just tell it's been, it's just like this weight lifted off her shoulders that she's been able just to get that stress off of her chest. 
or you know for our for sake sake of us you know out of her stomach you know it's like she's been <laughs> able to just like she just feels so much better you can you can see it in her face you can see like the stress was is just gone that she's able to vent without you know without anybody judging her and and then helping her through her problem and working out a solution or a goal it's it's very it's great to see and so you said something earlier that I would like to, you know, kind of continue to talk about. And you said different organs have different emotions. Can you talk a little bit more about that? That's that's very interesting to me. You know, what what, do you, what does that mean, or what does that look like? Okay, so in Chinese medicine, I think I'm using that because acupuncture is kind of widely used as well. And so right. the Chinese medicine also, and I of course do. Um, Indian um, Vedic system that I use, which has a chakra system and energy sensor, basically. And so each or even in those each centers, each organ is related to a different vibrational field. And then so each organ is also affected by each emotion, because each emotion, as I said earlier, is energy in motion. So it has a certain vibration and emotion related to it. So, for example, kidneys a lot of times are fear and sometimes spleen can be related to that too you know and for example I think one of the big ones I'm going to use this example better liver liver is a lot of anger and resentment and so if I don't I think this is a good example so I'm not talking against anyone but if you ever notice someone that either eats extreme amount of sugar because that really really upsets your 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 body because sugar excess sugar can aggravate you some some people are sensitive I know I am I get if I eat sugar after a long time because I usually don't have that in my diet I instantly get angry so it just aggravates me some people that drink that are alcoholics you know, that affects your liver a lot. And so when you're drinking alcohol, you're kind of pushing everything on the side. And your liver, we don't want to forget that it actually processes everything in the body. So everything that goes in your gut has to then actually go through your the portal vein that goes to your liver and then gets released. So it's all connected. Nothing is not connected. You know, we're an interconnected being. So that affects, you know, that area is specifically the solar plexus area. That's where most of your organs are too. Like with constipation, a lot of times is sometimes stubbornness, but people that hold on to old old grudges a lot too. So constipation can serve as like an indicator where if you're not letting go, you know, because you're holding on to that. So, and sometimes you let go right. too, and then you have diarrhea, the other opposite. So a lot of times <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they can serve as indicators. With that, I have to mention heart because heart is one of the big ones that we overlook because we we all in one point or the next in our life experience a loss of a loved one, a heartbreak or something. And that is, you know, even love for ourself that falls in with weight loss and so many things that we do that that energy, that grief is the, you know, the self-love, the fear of loss and everything that relates to the heart center. So to me, every organ plays, it doesn't matter even if it's just related to one organ, but it kind of plays a role in everything that's going on in your body. 
So, I mean, that can go much more in depth when we relate each emotion to a behavior, which then can go into your limiting beliefs and that could go into your subconscious. So it gets pretty intense. And I personally is, you know, this is one of the things I relate because for me, my healing journey was very different than, you know, going to a doctor, finding out what's wrong and fixing it. That wasn't the case for me. I went to so many doctors and so many medical professionals and I didn't get any help. So I had to figure things out on my own. And through the process, I learned psychology and how trauma plays a big role. And, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, when you've had abuse, like I had sexual abuse and emotional and physical abuse. So all of that can relate to your organs can hold on to it and, you know, digestive system and even your fertility organs for male or female. Uh, So that can also carry a lot of information. So a lot to deal with there. (laughs) Just, you know, you know, first of all, just, you know, just how good for you, you know, being able to, you know, some people would, would give up. You know, after, you know, after going through a lot of trauma and then not knowing where to go, but you were able to say, you know what, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And then not only are you able to figure it out on your own, you're able to help more people. So that's, that's amazing. Thank you. It definitely was hard. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. Yes, there's times I wanted to give up. The thing with me is that I would get upset, cry it out, and I'm like, okay, what can I do about it now? <laughs> i'm not giving up there's always a way (laughs) absolutely absolutely there's always a way you know and it it takes it takes people like you you know very very strong women like you to let people know that's that's amazing you know what for someone you know when i when i hear solar plexus i feel like if if one part of yourself is out of control there's there's a high probability that there's some unbalance in other aspects of your body as well. Um, what can someone do to, you know, balance their solar plexus? You know, I, and I don't know much about it. So that's why I'm asking the professional here. Like what can someone do to kind of balance themselves? To balance yourself, you know, I know we're, it's, it's more gut related because that is obviously that's where organs are. Is to, first of all, really, include more self-care, take care of yourself, you know, don't feel guilty. Like that's something I heard. uh, I learned the hard way is to also learn to take care of myself and that it's okay to do that, you know, because culture makes such a big difference. The culture I grew up in was, you know, yes, serving others, taking care of everyone else, but doing things for yourself was kind of like a very, uh, was a very uh, guilty driven, (laughs) guilty driven action for me. And so I learned it. So I think that's important and that plays a big role. And then the color associated with that area is yellow. So, you know, yellow foods. I'm a really big fan of lemon water in the morning. Not that it's not that it's necessary, but I think if you want good health, then it's highly recommended because food also has vibrations. So yellow, uh, I mean, uh, the color yellow actually relates to happiness. There has been studies, I actually have to look for the specific studies, but there were also a movie I watched too. But when somebody's really d- depressed, and I've actually tested this out, so I'm actually not sure uh, if this has studies, but I think it should be something tested out with people, is if you're feeling really sad, then try eating 
something yellow, like pineapple. You know, it's a little bit sweet and it's known to actually change your mood because it's the color vibration. And there was actually a study done on just the different aspects of the color. And most people voted that yellow was the color associated with happiness and that they felt more happy and energized around it. So that speaks to itself right because you know when you're sad yeah do something you know eat yellow foods and the vibration that they carry it's just pure with the lemon you don't have to do anything you just cut it in half you put a tablespoon or half a lemon every day in your 16 ounce is of water in the morning and drink it first thing in the morning it's actually excellent for your digestive tract it will alkalize your body It also helps your body kind of prep itself for digestive enzymes and to produce um, proper acid levels in the body. And it kind of detoxes your body. It's full of potassium. It has a lot of vitamin C. It's just one of the best things you can do uh, for your body to start your day with every morning for your digestive tract. I do it every day for the first time in months, Ruby, in months. It was last week. I ran out of lemons and I didn't do it for the week. And I tell you, I, <laughs> and I tell you, I was, I'm a morning person. I look 4.30, like clockwork. I, I love it. I love getting up in the early in the morning, getting my workout in, my quiet time, go to work. I work like a boss. You know, it's, it just sets my day up. When I did not have that a part of my routine, drinking that water, I felt sluggish. I don't, I don't know if it's because... In my mind, I'm like, it's because I didn't have my lemon water, but I felt sluggish. I was tired. Like I just felt, I felt so off. And this week, I you know I'm back at it. I got my lemons. I I do it the day before, so it's it's um nice and ready for me in the morning, and it is fantastic. Like I felt a huge difference today compared to last week. It does. And honestly, uh, I also ran out of lemons last week. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny that I didn't have lemon for a day and it just didn't feel the same. I mean, I still hydrated. I drank the water, but it just doesn't feel the the same. You know, you kind of miss the taste. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. So, (laughs) I mean, that's the only way you can tell a difference. You try it and then you see, because a lot of a lot of times when some of my clients try something, you know, we want instant results. And unfortunately, you don't get instant right. results, but if you do it for a while, minimum 21 days, if anyone's listening, <laughs> when you listen, 21 <laughs> days, at least try it for that long and then stop it. I actually recommend you to stop it and then see how you feel, because that's when you'll notice the difference. So yeah, I, to- I totally noticed it. I totally yeah. noticed it. Yeah. Many people give up too early and then they don't really reap the benefit. Yeah. Because I mean, and I'm just speaking for myself. When I start, when I started doing it, I was expecting it to be like lemonade. I don't know why. Like I was expecting like, oh, this is going to be, it, it's to me, it, t- it tastes good now. Like after like a few days, I'm like, oh, this is so, it's just refreshing, you know? But at first it was like, oh, this isn't. I don't know if I can do this every day, but I just kept, yeah, I just kept doing it. And now it's like, oh man, it's, it's so, it's so refreshing. I love it. And pineapple. I mean, I refuse to do certain diets because they say pineapple's not good for that diet. I'm like, whatever. Pineapple's amazing. So I'm, 
I'll eat pineapple whenever. <laughs> I'll eat pineapple when I'm already happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So pineapple. Pine, I love pineapple. Oh gosh. So, and it's it. great because you know the a lot of enzymes uh include the enzymes uh, papain from pineapple and so that actually helps you <laughs> digest food it's an enzyme so why not just get it from natural source you can just eat a little bit of pineapple uh, maybe a tablespoon before your meals too to really help you with enzyme digesting food why not so so we talked about you know stress and anxiety are there what are some other what are some some things some people can do right now um, to really kind of help them get back on track? Are there certain you know supplements that people can or should take? Is there a specific you know kind of diet that you recommend someone who's trying to you know really focus on gut health? What are some things some people can do to get going get, and get on track with with their gut health? Sure. So definitely start with that lemon water. But this another thing that I would recommend is to start with a journal. And it may seem like a counterproductive, but journaling helps you because, you know, you're not the same. I'm not the same. Every one of us is different. There's no one diet that fits all. There's no one food that fits all. You know, broccoli could be great for me and it could be really bad for you and may cause you extreme digestive distress. So it really depends. So a lot of people don't realize a lot of times that they have sensitivities to food. So the, one of the best ways, instead of spending money or anything getting tests done, you can just do journaling to start with, write down the foods you eat and see what symptoms you have. And then you can try eliminating some of the top offenders. You know, one of the best things you can do is kind of eliminate all processed foods, if you may. And because they come with a lot of sugar and unknown ingredients that are labeled as natural flavors so if you just eliminate those and go more for whole foods there are still canned foods that you can find that are cleaner sources just be aware of the ingredients you know it's a good way to kind of become your own detective on what you're putting in your body because those are a lot of times things we overlook so start with journal to see what foods agree and what foods don't agree uh, that was the second so first was lemon water and then try eliminating uh, processed foods, sugar, added sugar, especially. And so if you can eat fo uh, foods, more whole foods and sugar from like fruits or natural sources, and that's okay. Just, you know, a lot of times if you're buying canned foods and let's say you're buying canned fruit, a lot of times they add syrup in that. So you want to be aware of that because there's no need for the excess sugar because it only puts more more effort on your liver in order to try to digest it and sugar feeds yeast and unhealthy bacteria in your gut so we kind of want to keep the food more natural and the reason I say whole foods is because whole foods have have fiber you know a lot of times the fiber we we kind of separated like someone's doing juicing you're kind of separating the fiber from the food and it doesn't really do you much good because fiber is what feeds right. the healthy bacteria and it's what helps it grow so it can actually overtake the unhealthy bacteria from growing so if your diet you know look at your diet is it more balanced in sugars or is it more balanced in whole foods and how much fiber are you getting oh my god that's such a big one because most people don't realize that they're getting 
so little fiber per day, you know, shoot for at least 25 to 30 grams. That's minimum per day of fiber. That's going to change the way your gut works. But beware when you're adding fiber, slowly also add water. You can start slow. You don't have to, you know, if you're at five per day, then don't jump to 25. Slowly increase it by five per week and then add water as well onto it. So start there. I think those are some really good ones to start with. And then you can use pineapple or apple cider vinegar if you feel like you have a lot of indigestion. Try using some apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon with a little bit of water, an ounce of water. Just take it as a shot before you eat and see how you feel. So Awesome. Very easy, practical things to do. Exactly. And they'll make such a big difference because, you know, it seems like they're so simple. A lot of times my clients are like, this is so simple. I'm like, yes, because my my thing is that we don't want to have to rely on external sources or supplements all the time. And they have their place, of course. But for me to recommend supplements, I prefer knowing the individual, knowing their history, knowing what they need, because supplements, you know, can be very beneficial, but they also can be harmful if it's not the right supplement and you don't really need it. So it, I, I have to be careful when it comes to supplements. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and that's, that is the question I get a lot as well. Like for, for what I do is mostly like the fat burning supplements. People ask me constantly about fat burning supplements. You know, I have my own thoughts about those, but it's, it's just one of those where I, I get a lot and I don't recommend. So there's, there's very, I was, I'll say this, there's very few supplements that I recommend simply because there are a lot of supplements that that they say a whole lot, they they don't do anything good for you. I don't I don't recommend a whole lot. Yeah. And I, I really like that because we are given everything in nature to really heal. The you know, the only time supplements are really necessary, depending on your on your diet and lifestyle, of course, that varies because a lot of us have a lot more stress than others and if your gut is compromised, you're not getting certain nutrients until your gut is healed. So we want to make sure that you're you're getting nutrients that your body needs in order to actually function properly. But then again, that depends. You know, once you see a, a practitioner or someone that's helping you reach that goal, then they can really help you with that because that's you know that's when I really in the beginning recommend supplements to kind of pave a way of healing your gut and then after your gut yeah. that's something you don't need you don't need to add supplements you can just use whole foods as much as you can to kind of get it in i i, I agree I, I mean i need to I, I, I guess i keep um forgetting that there are other aspects of supplements in, in my mind the first thing that comes to mind when i think supplements are pre-workouts and fat burners and things like that and i'm like well let's let's pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking that there are, you know, pro, you know probiotics or you know, prebiotics, which are, you know, good, good supplements. I just don't think about them like that, you know, for some reason. And maybe just it's just because of, you know, the type of clients I have are those the most common supplements I'm asked about are those specific types. Yeah. So probiotics, you know, I have uh, mixed feelings about probiotics because I have 
I can tell you I have and clients have tried probiotics and I'm very hesitant initially putting someone on any probiotics, except there's one that I do really like is it's biomes probiotic. I absolutely love them because they have a specific strain, but what they do is they have a fungi that kind of helps break down the digestive plaque in the gut. So when you're actually trying to heal your gut, so what these bacteria do is they create like a film around themselves. If there are big colonies and they make it where it's kind of hard for any good bacteria or any other supplements or sometimes even antibiotics can't get to them because they make it hard for it to break down. So they kind of stick to your gut lining. And so to break that, you know, I include biome. uh, That's one probiotic that I'm okay with anyone being on even initially because it really helps while you're kind of purging your body and cleansing it and getting rid of the unwanted uh, bacteria. Then you kind of start with that that really helps because you're also putting the good bacteria, but you're also breaking down their wall. So, but there's a phase sometimes if people are doing on there, sometimes people get a little irritated when they're initially going through gut healing because leaving bacteria dying, you know, there's, it's called of sort of called in functional medicine, like an after effect of when the gut, uh, is healing the bacteria is like an unease you know it's a species that has to lose their home so it kind of has some sort of feeling that comes uneasiness that can come sometimes for some people in in like agitation or restlessness or sometimes you can get a little bit itchy just different symptoms depend on different people or how much healing does your gut need it really depends on that but that one is a one simple safe one that you can start with or anyone can start with would be helpful awesome awesome well ruby thank you so much for time tonight and for your information and hearing your story it's just it's just very motivating and it's very i i just i'm just very grateful for it um you know where where can the people find you at if they want to get in touch with you Sure. So I am at uh, World Wide Web, <laughs> easier to say, <laughs> and I'm at Simply Supercharged on Instagram, Pinterest as well, and on Facebook. So I am easy to find. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Ruby, again, hey, thank you so much. And I'll be looking forward to doing this again in season two if I can get you on. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much, Coach Corey. I appreciate the opportunity and I love what you're doing, making this available to everyone to listen to and, you know, take charge of their own health and and change what they can. So I love that. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll see you next time.